Ninja kick your grandmother in the face and try not to piss yourself because we're about to get wasted. It's time to wake up, bitches. Touch me. Yeah. Yeah, I touched down. <laughs> I kind of don't want to do this. Yeah. Like we <laughs> like, we're, all, we're all set up. Yeah. Like, we're the like... guys you call for pre-production. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel like I did all the work and I didn't know what to do. I got the dim track lighting. Got two mics running into GarageBand. Figured out a way. So we have a nice like mic setup. And fucking... Here, let's take a now picture I don't to, like, to do put you just, the metadata. Do you want to just go fly the drone or something? Kind of. I also want to... I mean, we put all that work into our pet peeves do we just no i mean no we just no. list off our pet peeves no we should <laughs> yeah no we should do we should do a podcast but i guess then we'll your, do that after day like? i'm actually I've, <clears throat> I've got a job this evening um oh really filming yeah filming uh uh for a, a not a music video but uh my buddy mark who you know he yeah. wants he wants he's a musician and he wants um to have something where they want to release tracks they've been working on, but they don't want to do like music videos where it's like a concept and the theme and lighting, and he just wants like a shot, you know, or something that's not like a music video, and then put the music underneath, like because they don't want to just release a track like oh go to my band like, camp or whatever, you know. So they want to be able to post it on social, but have a video element to it, so not like a. Okay, I'm so reinventing some... the music video is what I'm saying. You do a lot of music videos. Yeah, you, you're living. Used to. In, you, that was, yeah, you're, yeah, those are those aren't cool anymore. People don't do those anymore. People do what I do. They just put up the album cover mm -hmm. and the track. That's even smarter. Less work. Yeah. Well, that's that's been a thing since like 2003. Oh, fuck. I thought I was reinventing the game. So, yeah, I, I originally said like what might be a cool idea because I was pissed off at the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what sparked this? I don't know. Like, <laughs> getting angry. Here's, I'm going to leave the M&Ms right there. All right. Um, getting angry is easy. and um, But the problem is I'm finding... I'm just, it's gorgeous every day. It's gorgeous every day. Plants are growing. Right. I have nothing to be I'm, upset about. Not even that. I'm just, I'm literally carefree. I'm like, happy. I have nothing to be angry about. So like, this is hmm. really incongruous, in all honesty, with how I am feeling. But right. If ever we can do it anyways, I'm sure I could slip into. Oh, to anger? I mean, I, I think yeah. it's funny if like two very calm people. Yeah. Talk about what pisses them off. Like, Commonly discuss anger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just the contrast is what's funny. It'll work. I'm going to try one of the... I haven't had candy in... Like, Wait, why? Oh, because you're... I'm getting ready for the... Yeah. Yeah, i got to be on camera ready. i got to be Chris Evans. I wish. Um, <laughs> I wish we all could be Chris Evans. Yeah. That'd be great. Mm, but he's kind of like... i got a problem with Chris Evans. His directing style. He's a director too. Yeah, he's got that uh, movie. Uh, you were here. Or... Oh, he's got no. that movie. No, no, no. He's got, he's got a movie. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah his brother's in it. Yeah. But Chris Evans is kind of like um, Take one of these. he's. I never heard any Chris Evans say anything where I'm like, <laughs> fucking love this guy. Like you know what I'm saying? I have no. I, Chris Evans is great. I've been singing oh. the praises of Chris Evans ever since Push and like um, what was that one? Not like it was like not another teen movie. Do you remember that? Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Nobody's a bigger no, okay. There's bigger Chris Evans fans than I, but trust me, I've been Edgar in the Chris Evans game for a long time. That said, I'm gonna shit on him a little bit. The one thing about Chris Evans is, like, compared to all the other people who are in those Avengers movies, is he's he's fine. He's fine. He does it well. But like, it's not like he's gonna come out with some cool quip, you know, like uh, 
You don't follow him on Twitter, though. Hemsworth? No, I don't. Why is he? Uh, he has see. like a political app. Like good, good on Chris Evans. <laughs> good on Captain America. A political well, the, app. He does. It's called um, Starting Point. This is a real thing. I'm not making this up. Where it's an app called Starting Point, where he wanted to make something where instead of left and right, um, he asks questions and politicians just answer. There's no back and forth. There's no rebuttal or anything like that. There's no talking about the other side. You just say what you think. It's actually quite huh. a, a, a. I like it a lot. Yeah. Huge Chris Evans fan. As I'm as I'm expressing to you. You know, but I don't look to him for my humor and social commentary. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm just saying, you know, he's no Chris Pratt. You know, he's no Hemsworth. He's no... Of the Robert Downey Jr. Oh. <laughs> they were going a different direction. I was like, yeah, Dio. He's no Dio. Let's talk about... <laughs> yeah. None of them are. But if we... if Okay, so rank the Chris's real fast. Of You're talking about in the uh, MCU. Yeah. Is this a dated thing? People have dealt with the Chris's I don't care. Already. It's well, what, not in the MCU, Okay, but like I all just the finished Chris's. Loki season, uh, episode two, which will show people how long it takes for me to end an episode, <laughs> because like, Loki, like uh, Loki will be done by the time this comes out. We'll be on to Shang-Chi will be out. It, oh, this, that looks fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Um, um, does it, or is it just... No, it does. It's a good trailer. I don't know if he's like going to be able to pull story, it off. I like the though. Like, oh, I don't know anything about the story. Well, just what you can pull from the trailer. It's oh, like yeah, he's yeah. basically had a gap year, essentially. He's got yeah. responsibilities. I just love the idea of like any kind of story where it's like the character's been dodging responsibility. And, and life then, catches up to and him. And life catches up to him and they yeah. got to deal with it. It's a, a, a phrase that I recently came across where it's like, you're responsible for everything that happens to you. And at first, the first you're time... You're responsible? He... Well, can I confront that? Oh, please. Okay, so if somebody shoots you, are you responsible for that? Yes. If you're laying in bed at night and a bullet, stray bullet goes through your window and kills you, you're responsible Well, then you're for that? dead. you got to still be alive. Oh, you have to still be alive? Yes. Okay, so if you're laying in bed and it, it punctures your scrotum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and gets lodged in your perineum. You're responsible for that? Yes. How? You... See, How? This, this is an interesting point. No, no, no. Here's the thing. And, I, and the reason why I know you can... All right, forget about it. Oh, matter. party foul. It doesn't matter. It's a, <laughs> My phone's off now. Okay, okay. But here's the thing is why. Because if, if I confront this and right. I do have, I, and I would hope that you'd be a scientific type mind where if, yes. I, if I'm like try to punch holes in your theory, you're open to it because you believe it because you've already tried to punch holes in this theory, I'm assuming. Yes. That's how you've arrived. So you've arrived here. Uh, yeah, because I also had the same exact problem that you're having with the phrase. Because I heard that and was like, "You're responsible." Screw for you! I'm like, I'm responsible for that. It's like, what if the Earth gets hit by an asteroid? I'm not responsible for that. That's then true. I realized I'm interpreting it in a completely um, different way than I'm expressing it. Exactly. Okay. So, so what, without getting the... without getting into semantics, yeah. what I'm saying is that like, you get hit by a stray bullet. Mm -hmm. You're responsible then for dealing with that. You have to get yourself to the hospital. Oh. You have to. You're responsible with the fallout. You're not responsible for anything that could possibly happen in your yeah. life. Okay. You're not, yeah, you're not at fault for it happening, okay. but you're responsible for everything after it. So, so that's... Lot, it's kind of what you're saying is, like, the choices you make are you exercise... Or don't make are... One of the choices you do make would be exercising some kind of responsibility. So no, whatever exactly. circumstance you find yourself in, like right now, I'm yeah. responsible for... For being me in the situation, trying to make it yes. go well, or yep. sabotage it if I want, which <laughs> yeah. I like to do. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. I want yeah. to. So you're what? So what? The phrase is what? You're responsible for everything that happens to you. 
See, the happens to you thing is where I'm... I think I just gleeked. Is where I'm... <laughs> oh, it's chocolate gleek! It's your equipment, dude. Mm, I'm licking it off the table. You're allowed. That's all right. Um, that happens to you is the thing. I think happens to you is unnecessary in that. But Why? it doesn't make it as sexy. Could we come up with something different? You're responsible for everything... That the light touches. It's provocative, if you keep it like that. Oh, yeah. Even though I don't think it's as valid as maybe... I think I feel like if we workshopped it, we could come up with something a little more succinct to so what like happens to is. you sounds accusatory. I get that part mm-hmm. of it. But it's like it's the dog whistle it. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the dog whistle thing. Because a lot of people don't want to be. And that's my problem with like hmm. a lot of storytelling where I just like feel checked out when I watch. For instance, like Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I side with Pete. Is... His two roommates, one doesn't pay rent. Okay. The other one's constantly making excuses for him. They leave the door open. Like oh, wait, if you Pete were the guy, Pete, is yeah. Pete like the guy you don't really we don't really see between uh, Simon? Yeah, Pagan? Sarah Finowitz. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Peter Serafinowitz was in that. Yeah, he's... Oh, dude, I fucking love Peter Serafinowitz. As <laughs> you know, so I realize how much stuff yes. he's in. Okay, anyway, so he's okay. So you sign with him <laughs> because he's gun. like he's like a background character, <laughs> Kitchen Gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't link show notes. I realize I don't. I can't figure. Oh, well, whatever. That's okay. People have like Google. Yeah. Um, Google Kitchen Gun. So, so, yeah, you side with Peter yeah. Serafinowicz, yeah. Yeah, because he's the angry stop. roommate because he's been living with these guys. Like, there's one there's one part in the in the movie where uh, Peter Serafinowicz is talking to Sean, and they're in the kitchen, and they're reminiscing. He's like, remember that one night we got drunk and, like, stayed up all night playing Tekken 2? And Sean's like, does yeah, he really I say Tekken that. 2? He does. God. That's how dated this, this, this movie's old. Tekken 2 is one of my favorite video games. <laughs> Top five. I literally wrote top five video games on the internet the other the other day. Go ahead. So, okay. Anyways, Pierce Herfinowitz make is reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah. With Simon and Pegg. With Simon Pegg and uh, Simon Pegg as Sean laughs and he says, "Yeah." He's like, "When was that?" And he's like, "That was five years ago." When is he going home? So this character has been dealing with somebody oh. living in his apartment mm-hmm. rent free for like five years or whatever the line is. So you don't like how they how some movies just kind of excuse that. Well, even the thing if, is, like they're, they're good. Aside from that, well, because he's not a main character, he's an antagonist. We're supposed to think, wow, oh, he's bad. What a dick! And yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of siding with him because all he wants is these characters to take responsibility, which is what the rest of the movies kind of about is. Like they finally realize. Oh, we're the assholes. And then they mm. take responsibility. Same thing with Spirited Away. If you want a good Wait, example. Wait, hold on. Before you go, before you jump. So actually, that yeah. his his character is important because yeah. he's, the, he's the, the, the match that lights the wick of the film, which is an allegory for taking responsibility. Is that what Shaun of the Dead is? I never really thought about it. Oh, it totally is. Okay. Yeah, and not paying attention to your surroundings. Um, but, but you brought that up because you're... I don't think he's the inciting incident, though. He's just one no. of the people who kind of keep pointing out that... Just, like, reinforces maybe some yes. of the theme or the moral. Like Yeah, he, he's know. one of the beams in the structure. Okay. See, here's one of the problems, too, Dom. This is why we... <laughs> Dom and I have been working on... Well, I wouldn't say working on, but uh, <laughs> probably... <laughs> have two, been looking at. Yeah, two years working on... Uh, we have a short film that we have... We have a first draft... To 1.5 draft but the problem is that one i'm not talented enough storyteller to actually make it be what we want to be but also two is we have too high standards and we can't meet our own standards when it comes to how good we are yeah yeah i mean is that fair i don't mean to insult you but like when we when you watch something good don't you just go fuck like just like written 
honestly, and you're just so into it, and you're like, I don't want this episode of the show to ever end. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, well, I enjoyed that. I can uh, I can take it apart because I understand writing. I under- oh, that was a smart choice. But, yeah. but just you look at it and you're like, how come I can't do that as well? Like I've made we've made shit. We make movies. We we do things that yeah. don't are horrible. But like, what is it about? What is that next level? I don't like to think in terms of levels, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, are we? Am I ever gonna get to being able to be like, yeah, and that's smart and connect that? Or is it just work? Is it literally just like, look at it right? Eh, set it down, look at it right. Like, is it just folding the sword until you finally... Cause, cause, I think it's that. Yeah, I, that, you that's, know what? That makes me feel better. Yeah, it's like we haven't put in... I mean, in terms of, like, between the two of us, how, how close are we to the 10,000 hours? Just to use yeah. an arbitrary benchmark that other people uh, use or attribute You don't to mean in our projects. You're talking about just as r- become as writers. writers yeah. and uh, content creators. Yeah, that's true. How far along are we? And that's then the true. quality of the practice... Also, because I mean, like, you don't need, necessarily need 10,000 hours if the quality of the practice that you're putting in is that much greater than, you know, just sitting around yeah. doing it for an hour. 10,000 hours is a, is a reference to yeah. doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Most popularized by Malcolm Gladwell, if anybody's interested. Who's Malcolm Gladwell? I think <clears throat> Anyways, you have Google at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I would love, because I, I did come up with <clears throat> a lot. Oh, you you sent me something on Facebook Messenger eleven minutes ago. We were recording this. I'm that was only ele- wow. That was eleven minutes. Am I supposed to? Is that when you were ignoring me at the beginning of the episode? I'm gonna start recording these to make you have to be like on camera, Dom. He's wearing, you're wearing high. a tie though. That's very nice. Thank you. It's Paisley. Um, and you said, and whose tie is that? It's Shannon's. No, Shannon purchased this tie for me. Oh, really? As a gift? I'm pretty sure. Or Heidi. But was it kind of like? Can I can I ask about the tie? Can I ask the circumstances of the purchase and the the receiving of the tie? Uh, yeah. So if both Heidi and Shannon would see a tie when they would like go to like Amvets or something, mm-hmm. they were like, "That reminds me of Dom," and then they'd grab it. Oh, that's like cool. they were literally like these ties are like a dollar, two dollars at Amvets. Yeah. No, so I, it's like I like an easy it. add-on purchase. No, I, I like it. Uh, we are uh, <clears throat> we're doing uh, a party, which you should come to. Um, but it's called the Cardies. Have I told you about the Cardies? Like Cardi B? No, but that's good. I, yeah, we actually have the idea. So, like Cardi B music. <laughs> Everybody it's, has to dress like Cardi B? No, it's uh, it's Cardies like um, Mario Kart, but it's a Mario Kart oh, award ceremony. Carties. Yes, Cardies. You can't say Carties. Are you coming to the Carties? You say the Cardies. Mario. The Cardies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I really need you to enunciate. Yeah. Okay. Tea. Yeah. So, anyways, it's happening, and I'm hosting. <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because I'm going to do that. I'm going to wear a tie and a t-shirt as host. I'm going to do a whole award ceremony. We're hosting it outdoors. Basically, the reason why I came up is um, every Wednesday since COVID started, myself, Jacob Alberella, uh, Lindsay, other people you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm giving an acceptance speech, and I'm going to like forget someone if they. No one is going to listen pissed. to this. No one's hearing this. It's um, a pet peeve of theirs. Yeah, like you know, gorgeous. It is. Get... Like, we don't even want to be here. <laughs> we don't want to be doing this podcast. And well, I mean, I do. Watch I since we started it. It's like raining outside. And it's miserable. Yeah, and we that would be it. good. But like, no one's going to listen to this. Like, no one. Which I love. This is um, just for our future reference. This is an excuse to to get together and hang out. I think really is what it is. Yeah, we have that that issue that our generation has, where it needs to be structured, a reason. and uh, yeah, there yeah. needs to be an additional purpose. Great, um, but the Cardies started, or Mario Kart every Wednesday started with us all playing online um, and then talking over Zoom because we couldn't see each other, as we all know during 
yeah. pandemic. So we're looking for something to do. We're all desperate for connection. And then we literally got so obsessed with Mario Kart. Like, we're all legit good at Mario Kart, right? Like, yeah. yeah I, you got the 10,000 hours. In. You, oh, we got, yeah. <laughs> I got the 10,000 hours of Mario Kart for sure. And so what we, we said uh, one time, because, you know, um, a lot of actors we play with, and we were saying, like, oh, is the Arties going to happen? The Buffalo Art uh, Theater Awards, right? Oh, I forgot about those. And they're like, oh, they've been putting it off. They're trying to do it in person. I don't know if it ever happened, but I said, we should do the Cardies as a joke. Or somebody did. Somebody did. I don't even know it was me. But then it yeah. kept on being like, we should do this once COVID breaks, you know, whenever it's going to be. And this was, you know, six months ago. So finally it's happening. Finally we're going to do it. I got all these different ideas for the event, like different <laughs> games we're going to play that are Mario Kart themed. Um, I mean, I'm probably dumping a couple hundred bucks into this party alone. But uh, So I'm That's excited. Hilarious. Point is, I'm excited. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and, and I, we were talking about your tie. I don't know if I cut you off. I, I'm so sorry. I'm such an asshole. I, I cut people off. I, know, I feel like the tie is like a non-event. But it's why did, like... but were you saying something else? You were, go, were, you're talking about, it's a Gladwellism, but you're, you're thinking everyone's responsible for what happens to them. Oh yeah. I was you're right. To use... I just figured it out. I'm sorry. I talked too much. No, go for it. You're right. Because you're, re- it's, you're, you're not responsible for the action of what is happening to you. Yeah. What you're saying like you is go things there. are going to happen to you. All the time, big yes. and small, you're responsible for them. Meaning, you're responsible for saying, "Okay, that happened. Now yeah. what?" You're kind of at now what? You're yeah. like, "I'm going to deal with this how?" Instead of the world is happening to me, uh, that kind of thing, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to ask you a question and cut you off because yeah. Another good film example of this. We don't have to get into it, but Spirited Away. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. I haven't yeah. seen it in a while. That's a great example of everyone that loves film. that. Yukushima Taragaki movie. What's his name? What? Fuku Huzuzu. What's the guy, director? The Shiri Kengoko. What is his name? I just want to hear. I know you do. More I, that's why. I, that's why I'm not. I'm going to stop. Because <laughs> you know, like each of those are probably like a person. What is? I have the like, internet, Dom. I can yeah. look it up. But I'm not going to. Yeah. The like Studio Ponyo, Ghibli movies. Ponyo's yeah. one of them. The one where um, Ghibli. Ghibli. Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. And like where the little girls' parents turn into pigs. Remember that one? That's Spirited Away. That's Spirited Away. Yeah. I didn't care for that part, but. Well, that's the, the whole the through the looking glass moment. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. Okay. So you I, just don't like uh, transformations. Um. Like animorphs, bugs the shit out. Yeah. Of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's certain things that turn me off that that you don't mind. But okay, but you're saying Spirit Pigs Away is a good pants. example of of something else. There's M and M's being eaten throughout this whole podcast, by the way. Well, the idea that like even as a child, she's like, "This is happening. Somebody take care of it," and it's like you have to take care of it. Oh, it's like it sucks that it happened to you, but you're you're now responsible for you. You know what? You're. I think I think I'm realizing something talking to you about about my perceptions of where films lose me. And, and I always had a problem with it on a personal level, not the films, but myself. Hmm. But like sometimes when things are too allegorical, like David Lynch or... I forget, <laughs> was the end of that movie where um, Tom Cruise is in it? I'm from like the... Uh, Vanilla Sky? No, I like that. But, oh, okay. but where frogs start raining. Do you remember that? Steven okay. Soderbergh, I think. No, and, that wasn't Soderbergh. That was... Um, <sighs> shit. Well, it doesn't um, matter who. Philip... See, Philip Seymour Thomas, but he's well, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul, thank you. Yes. So, so, like that choice, you know, the acting was so strong in the film. It was just like kind of like a, a. It was just interesting to watch actors that good or just like go that far. But when things like that happen in a movie, I'm just like, fuck this movie. This based on an actual event, like that actually happened, like not not biblically. Mm-hmm. We don't count that. I'm saying that you're talking has about happened. frogs raining from the sky has happened. Yes. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> Look it up. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly You're wrong. S- no. <laughs> Regardless, if you put it in a film and expect me <laughs> to see giant, like, eight-inch diameter frogs falling from the sky. Yeah. First, like that... in my opinion, that's horrific because even though... Oh, yeah, they're, they're splattering yeah, they're, all over yeah, the place. Like, I don't want to see that. Why are we talking about this movie? I brought it up. I really like that movie. I feel well, like it got panned. It, it, that should have won the Oscar. I forget what won against it. but Well, that's... but the point is there's sometimes in movies, like Spirit Away, when, he tur- when her parents yeah. turned into pigs, I'm like, this movie isn't for me, I think. That's what happens. You don't like magic? Me. I just, it, it doesn't, it, there's nothing that I want to grant a movie to learn from it when it does those kind of things i'm just like all right that i'm gonna go eat mike and ike's and play tekken you know like i don't it's nothing against that movie it's just like i have a limited amount of time on this earth and right. this is something that god love it but i'm gonna you know do something else now interesting but you i think are way more especially how you have a podcast are kind of bad with oh yeah who's the woman you do it with uh, I call her my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you, so you, obviously, we've talked about this, have been on that podcast, that I can't watch bad movies, like, like bad, like that are, you know, like a Tommy Wiseau movie, that's different. But like something that's specifically just poor production value, where like, yeah. um, uh, the color is different from one scene to another, the edit, the, the audio edits aren't on, you know, like where it's just, it doesn't meet a basic requirement of like, of editing, literally basic editing and stuff like that. Like I can't. Yeah, I remind me after the podcast. I don't want this recorded, but there's something I do have to tell you about. Okay, all right, no, no, that's fine. Unless you saw the update or already know about it. No, you can tell me. Actually, you can just cut this part out. No, no, so no. I, can... I love. To, I'm keeping it because I love that when people when people start telling stories and they're like, I can't tell you who is it, and they're like, I'll tell you after the pod. It makes me feel like, oh, they really got something <laughs> going on. They're gonna tell each other something after the pod. You're yeah, talking yeah, about you, how you don't like allegory. You are willing to indulge stuff. More, See, I guarantee put up with more in film than I am that I don't need a cookie cutter but I, right. need, I need a level of craft and if the craft isn't there or if a decision is too wild with anything that seems like they're not going to honor I, I'm, I'm not right. interested in going along for the ride I'm just not you know yeah because you've, you've, you've decided like listen I've tried to tolerate it like as a, a younger person and now that I'm older I've decided 100% that's not for me yeah. yeah, but you know that's, I think that's perfectly fair. But I still get tempted every once in a while to like watch a David Lynch movie or no to you know obviously you have a whole podcast are kind of bad where yeah. like you literally we watch specifically watch bad, bad movies. stuff yeah and, and I respect you and Sarah like a lot so what it, you know and so yeah. so it frustrates me that you guys aren't idiots and what am I missing? But I think you and I laugh for different reasons at some of those productions. No? I don't know if we do. I All mean, right, like, fair well, so, so the thing is that like, I can watch something that's perfectly crafted and mm-hmm. I will be falling asleep throughout it because hmm. there isn't that extra little thing to give a quick example of an extra little thing. Uh, the Coen brothers movie, their very first one, blood simple. Yeah. Um, it's a standard, um, what do you call it? Like film noir story. And at the very end, the private eye who's like laying uh, bleeding out on the bathroom floor looks up underneath the sink and there's this this weird, wacky series of pipes and he makes this face like, what the fuck? And the movie's over. Phenomenal. Right? Phenomenal choice. And that's what I like is like there's this extra little thing to like nettle you and be like, well, now we have something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So when we're watching these bad movies, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. I'm engaged the entire time. Yeah. 
because I'm questioning a choice. I'm wondering why are they breaking the 180 here? Why did they bother to make wait, wait, the setup were, like all you, the way around? Okay. Like, and here's why that's like, interesting. Like, because I know they don't even know what the 180 is. They don't yeah. know what like 180 degree shutter rule is. They right. don't know about horizons and and rule of third. They don't know about any of that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, they can't because it's horrible, right? I mean, exactly. And yeah. so if they don't know about that, or if like they are not willing to respect the craft enough to make like basic editorial choices throughout audio, yeah. video, anything in produ- like post production, yeah. then why would I? be willing to expect that there's a great mind here that's really expressing something you know well that's another fascinating aspect of it like there's so many different dimensions it's like this person took time out of their life they're not getting paid to do this they might i judge them too harshly i don't i i figure their time is not as valuable as mine it's just a fascinating psychology that they feel compelled to make a movie yeah they sat down they got their friends they did the scheduling they got locations like all of this stuff and then it looks that bad yeah (laughs) and i'm just like they kind of respect that i'm like this is interesting that they bothered to do this they bothered to find a way to upload it onto like either an amazon some of them even get it onto hulu which is bonkers like it's it's fascinating to me can i answer one of those questions for you you said you know they they, oh, yeah, sure. they obviously they they made the movie you know why, why did they they wanted to make this yeah the reason why is because for people who i've been we've been lucky enough i, I can speak for myself to have been able to make movies not right. everyone can. Not everyone has access to just everything yeah. that it takes. And and I'm not even particularly ambitious. So, like, what I'm saying is for me, <laughs> I don't work very hard. Uh, but the point is, is that, like, most people want to see making a movie, especially before, like, the DSLR, like, being able to actually make a movie that looks like a movie over right. the last 20 years, as, like, something that is exciting. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck. I don't, I'm not impressed with you because you made a movie. It doesn't mean anything. But that, that, yeah. so to answer your question, well, they went through it. They made it for a reason. They made it for a reason because they wanted to be someone who made a movie. Well, there's that's my, you know what? That's so that's arrogant. That's part of the population. Any indie filmmaker, like anyone <laughs> making stuff that sucks, they're not doing it because they really care and they just don't have the budget because they really did care. They'd be obsessed enough to respect film and like make something that meets a certain bar. So really right. they just, just <laughs> masturbatory making stuff that's like, I made it, I, I got it together. I got enough sticks and glue and put something together and it's done. It's a movie. I like to tell, I like to go to parties and tell people I made a movie or I'm a filmmaker. (laughs) I'm a director, you know, like, is that wrong of me to assume that that's why people? No, that's definitely a part of the, that's hard for me to get by to continue to sit and indulge that something. Yeah. Indulge that person's ego. But there's like another part where it's just like, I feel like it's something else. There's definitely something there. Yeah. You're kind. You could break up. You're kind of bad. It's, it's our kind of bad. Yeah, they made yeah. it just for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we've talked about this. this I like long that. Enough. What did you just say? They made it just for me. Yeah. Is that something you say? Is that like a thing, or did you just? Oh come no, up with I, that? I, I've no. I've seen that. Like people post that on Twitter, where they're like, oh, really? point, they'll point at something that's very obviously built for a specific audience, oh. and they'll point at it and say, "I feel like they made this just for me." Man, you, you both explained what I wanted that to be and insulted the fact that I connect with it <laughs> in one description. Yeah, yeah, you're a guy in his 30s who likes the MCU. Yeah, every MCU movie is just for you. Yeah. That's, I mean, not, the way I, that's not the way I interpret it. But yeah. I, okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the uh, the bell scale at like... Um, the bell curve, you mean? No. Um, Ooh, there's you a know, bell you know, the, scale and a bell curve? You know, the one at the carnivals where you hit it with the hammer and it goes... Oh, yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, there's definitely that type of gradient. The, another way this feeling manifests itself in uh, verbiage is when people say, I feel seen. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yes. I, I say that. I'm a part of a lot... Of, I, I, 
I dip my toe in a lot of things I like to pick on. Yeah, game recognize game. I never said that. And for good reason. Yeah. So it's just another way of saying, like, ah, I recognize other members of my tribe. Yeah. But do, do you feel, Dom, that you, um, I mean, you have things, you, you genuinely enjoy coffee. You're drinking coffee right now. Yes. You're about to. Do you feel, you can drink it too, don't let me. Mm. Uh, do you feel, though, that sometimes you will see just something that you aren't aware of this person's work is usually the best, or the people making you watch it, and you're just like, you have a couple moments where you're like, that felt like something that's specifically connected to me in a unique way. So I, yeah, because I recently had um, something like this. I watched, I finally got a chance to watch this movie called Playtime, French movie from the 60s that I've wanted to watch ever since uh, I read Roger Ebert's review. And I'm like, this sounds like something I would really like. Okay. And it's something we should have watched. Can I say back something to you film. really quick? Because yeah, just the cool. fact that you said I would wanting to watch this French film from the sixties. It sounds so Look, fucking. I'm pretend. I'm pretentious, right? <laughs> but that I, sounds so like no, you don't. You just want to say that you wanted to watch it, and as you're watching it, you're thinking, God, I'm fucking. Why I can't wait to tell people I fucking watch this. I'm gonna remember parts of this that most people don't. I'm gonna remember little things, you know. I'm gonna Google what like you know. Well, oh, they used a split diopter in that. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah. Like, oh man. So the so the. The movie's called Playtime. Can I say something? Yes. I think it's their best podcast yet. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I feel like I'm not going to edit a lot of this. Oh, you're making edits as you go? Yeah. Whereas yeah. this, like, I'm enjoying interrupt. It feels like more like a real conversation. It does. French movie. Yeah. So, Playtime from the 60s, because there's a bunch of movies called Playtime. So, if you're searching for it, it's the one from, like, 1967. Yeah, because so many people are going to search for this. Go ahead. Yeah. And... <laughs> It's tough to find as well, which is more irritating. But uh, so it's a movie that we should have watched in film school because mm. he did something that no other film has done since. There's a good reason for that. This is why I feel like I have a certain level of pretension, but also really bad instincts, which is another thing that we could kind of attribute to why we haven't finished the project Morons because like, Morons is the name of the short film we've been working on. And I, I get in my head I'm like I don't know if this is a good idea or not because I feel like sometimes my tastes are wrong are you saying you don't know if the the premise of that script is worth pursuing is that what you mean or are you talking about something different I question my own input oh okay so I watched this movie Playtime all self-reflective yeah <laughs> Playtime yep mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved it hmm. I'm like this I'm like this is a fucking fantastic movie was it I can't a silent believe, like... film or no no um it was basically uh, I don't even know how to describe it other than that, like, it was kind of like watching a play. There's a couple locations, but, like, he had the entire town built. Like, everything that you're looking at is, like, this huge set hmm. that he had purchased. Nice. Like, well, purchased. Had to have built. Yeah, and he mm. had, like, a lot of cred because, like, the last two movies that he made, like, won Oscars or whatever, Best Foreign Picture. Yeah, you gotta um, be, you gotta be somebody to get that kind of... Yeah, to get that kind of... Yeah, mm-hmm. and then... Um, I'm still at, like, can I film in your diner? <laughs> right, yeah, and it's like... Uh, after watching a movie, you probably do this as well. There's mm. the impulse to research it. Go on IMDb, find out that this movie was a complete and abysmal failure at the box office. Okay. Just no one wanted to watch it. No one wanted to see it. Hmm. And it ruined the director. And, like, it kind of it bankrupt him. Ugh. And <laughs> I'm like... I feel like I... I... I feel bad for this guy, even though I don't know you're telling. I, I'm really emotionally I feel bad for this involved guy in too, the story. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, because he played by the rules, obviously, for his other movies, and they were grand successes. And he's like, mm-hmm. I have this vision for this type of movie where it's kind of like people watching the movie. And there's main characters, and they come in and out of the frame, and like you can follow their stories. 
you got to piece them together yourself. And again, like it's a very interactive viewing experience and it's completely unlike anything else you've ever seen. This film this in film. that way. Yeah. In playtime. But Can, does it ruin it to tell us a little bit more about? Uh, so does it ruin it? If you it tell? doesn't ruin it at all. Um, so we is this follow... worth talking about anymore? Did you make your point? I don't mean to insult. Oh you. no, I made my point. My point is that like <laughs> is like I feel like I have terrible instincts in that hmm. respect because I really like this movie. Oh, okay. And when you really like something, you kind of want to try it out yourself and see like, well, yeah. I had ideas while I was watching it that the movie didn't do, mm-hmm. and so I would want or to do felt, that. It actually and, like, inspired you, and you yeah, and it's like, the... and then you see how how much of a failure it is, and it's like, yeah, okay, but see, there's something wrong. with You me. actually stumbled into something you know about me, which is like, I don't care about acclaim. I don't want to see my name in the lights. I like want to. This is something worth pursuing. You should do yeah. what you want to do because ultimately, you're gonna get what is most important. Even if you had, even if everyone in the world loved it, yeah, is you like doing it versus if, hey, I'm gonna pay you, you know, good money to do something you don't want to do. In both those cases. You should pursue what you want to because that guy wouldn't have – if that guy didn't make that film, regardless of what you found out right. afterwards happened, you wouldn't have enjoyed it. There wouldn't be anything we'd be talking about right now. So what yeah. ultimately matters is the material of it, the fact that it yes. did happen. It, it, unless you really want to weigh financial success over the value of actually doing what you want to do. And that's the thing is like, it depends on where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this was a passion project for him and he had like no problem with the fallout. He wasn't, he was making what he wanted You know it was make. a passion project because of, it was so different that it was quite obviously Yeah, and like, like all the interviews with him, oh, like okay. asking him like, would you have done anything differently? And he's like, this sucks, but no. The only thing he would have done differently is he didn't want to put in this like one character that he was famous for, but the studio told him the only way they would give him the money is if he put that character in there. I, I think that's the one thing he would have changed about the film. But everything else, he's like, well, no, this is a passion project of mine. I'm in my fucking 70s. And, good. Yeah. good for that fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are in the business of making a product, mm-hmm. you absolutely have to just think about all that other stuff that you're talking about. Like, is all, this I, I got to say, sellable? I disagree with you. I mean, that's what... That's the, the entire MCU. Look, but what I'm saying is... is I think it comes down to a personal thing versus right. if you want to continue to, if you want to do what's right business-wise, if you yeah. want to put yourself in a better financial situation, social social situation, how much are you willing to compromise the outside world and the benefit, like being able to have more stuff, more money, more access to things yeah. versus what you actually wanted to do, like right. feeling so, fulfilled in that. I know it's a selfish thing, but like at least, at least I think the thing is, is you can do both. But you should be able to. You shouldn't abandon all selfishness and and uh, selfish creativity in the face of. Uh, I want to direct the next, you know, Ant Man movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I love every so, MCU movie, but I'm you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but yeah. they are. Like, we could say like those are products. Yeah, of course. Like they, if you fast forward to like the ten minute mark, there's going to be a joke in every single one of those movies and every single one of those shows. But the like, thing they, is, is, they you, have a beat sheet that they follow. You, but the, the but but you obviously aren't turning your rolling your eyes at beat sheets. I mean, no, because no. if something's good, it's good. I mean, yeah. it's something can be good or bad. But I'm getting dangerously close to sounding like Scorsese. There's a reason. Like, to, there's a reason like, that 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 rules are there or foundations are there because. Mm-hmm there's their tools that work you know and you can abide by them or not but yeah. i mean there's something to 
somebody who knows how to play the rules and do it well and have comedic moments and the overall production value and post put together. So, I mean, I I don't think we're really having a hard disagreement, but my point is, is like, if that guy's movie flopped, as someone who has had movies where I, I look, I had my last film had uh, a, we you, you know you premiere and then yeah. people more wanted people so we had to do another uh, showing of it yeah but I didn't do it for that I would say that I'm at the point where I'm lucky to be able to not have to make decisions based on the financial viability or uh, being able to uh, try to play nice to get people to finance my stuff yes but. I understand, I know, and I don't care that I'm not going to, because I don't want this, I don't want to be making movies or involved with films that everyone knows about. But that, so maybe that just works for me. And I don't think it's unreasonable for people to want to or expect that. My question is, at what point are you playing the game versus when does it get back to you just sitting alone, thinking and acting? Even like 30 years ago, People would be like, I'm going off to California to be chosen in auditions. And you, that still exists. To be chosen. Yeah, no, Sorry, you, you yeah. really are. You're like, oh, I, I got the role. And there still is that. You go yeah. to tons of auditions, you know. Do you think it's harder or easier now in the year 2021 than right. the old, I'm going to move out to California. I'm going to move out to Los Angeles and get an agent. Yeah, I feel like I can only talk about this area where I've like made well, some I guess... side money acting and even then I could tell you it's gotten a little bit more difficult hmm. kind of because of okay so there is an example of a commercial recently that I auditioned for yeah they're looking for a specific type of person mm-hmm. sent in an audition I saw the final product the type of person they asked for is not the type of person who got the role hmm. and I was like that's an interesting choice because the person who got the role it might it might have been a nepotism thing not nepotism, because mm. I feel like that's there's a familial bond that usually comes uh, paired with nepotism. I, I cut you off the woods. Yeah, it's the person but, who got yeah, the role, though, you said. A, got it because they were already within the inner circle, we'll say. So okay. it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a well, I, I guess that's what I meant by nepotism. Yeah. I use nepotism more broadly, not just familial, just like... Like, I'm going to hire you and Jacob and Brian for anything if I can. And, my, you know, you, you form relationships with people. Yeah, like but that's circle. a work relationship. That's different than I'm going to give this person the role even though they're wrong for it. Ah, like they're not bad. They're yeah, just that's wrong true. For it. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm I'm nepotism light. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't cast you just because as a lead in anything, just because you're a friend of mine and you're an actor that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean that respectfully. Yeah, <laughs> you know, out of like, I, I mean, um, naturally that does not respect. Me and I mean that because it. Well, feel like no, I earned it. No, what I mean, I, and I mean that because that has nothing to do with why I would make a movie in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that, you know, maybe we could rewrite the role. Don, maybe we could rewrite the role yeah. for you. Look, we want you in this picture. Um, <laughs> so uh, so you're saying you're saying that uh, locally you're still you still compete with what maybe uh, the idea of Hollywood is like ever you're inside and you know this person. And it, it, it's who yeah. knows. It's who knows who. It's who knows a, who. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. um Yeah. I, I've seen a little bit more of that, which makes it more difficult for somebody who, like, let's say, is just on one end of things. So it's, if you, okay, let's uh, bring it to a different industry. It's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news. Mm-hmm. So a lot of newscasters now, they are the copywriter, they are the on-camera, they are the camera operator, and they are the editor. Are you talking about, like, online? Or are you talking about actual, like, broadcast? I'm talking about actual broadcast. Huh. The person... Or the editor? They're the... Yeah. 
the person standing there doing the news report set that camera up, oh, yeah, yeah, wrote yeah. their own okay. copy. I thought you were talking about like MSNBC, back. like on-air report. You're talking about oh, people. Oh, because who... so that's national. Okay, but yeah. I'm talking about your local stations. Oh, they make you do everything. They make you do everything. Get all your coverage and then get the interview. They make you yeah. cut it too they and make then you present it. it on the air. Yeah. So that's what maybe I was getting at. I didn't really. I, I don't know if there's a word for it. Their companies are expecting you to do more yeah. and pay you less and yes. be everything. Yes. And and my thought with that is not even companies, just like that seems like the expectation because everyone can set a camera up and they have a YouTube channel. How are we doing? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I just got my notification that the market's closing in 15 minutes. Oh, are you are you a day trader or you just like to keep an eye? I just like to keep an eye. Yeah, on. me too. Yeah. I think day trading is um, gambling. <clears throat> um, you in crypto at all? I don't want to talk about crypto. Yes, we'll just leave it at that so we don't go any further. Doge, Shiba Inu, exchanges. Do you have a different uh, address in a I different can't state? Get any Shiba, uh, but I can't I get, get any Shiba yeah. either. <laughs> hey, tell you what, right? let's... Like, I got a buddy of mine who does have it. He's going to explain to me how he got it. Maybe you could, um, but it's risky. He's like, to, in order to get the payout, um, there's like he talked about all these steps. Do you I really have sit so, down with him? Seriously, uh, we could talk more about pod, off podcast, but I, I maybe I could send him whatever he wants and he sends me the same value in Shiba to a wallet I'd like to maybe, be maybe yeah anyways yeah. I said I don't want to talk about crypto I asked you about crypto and now we're talking yeah, about I know it's like it's like what about Coinbase anyway what, um, what about Coinbase yeah I was yeah no no okay, we're okay. putting <laughs> putting a pin in it we'll talk about it when the mics are off okay let me pull Wait, up my but list. I do have we do have ads actually one ad read Oh, really? And coincidentally, it's from Coinbase. Hey, uh, do you have crypto? Do you want crypto? Are you middle-aged and you're like, maybe I should get in on this because who knows about the stability of the actual stock market and housing, blah, blah, blah. Go to coinbase.com slash the waste for 15% off of your Ethereum. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so Peeves, um, I asked you to list off some things that made you angry because I always thought that oh, was fun. I figured yeah. we don't have to make it like formal or any kind of game thing, but I uh, maybe we could just kind of jump around and see. It's um, Tom. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any? Do you think there's people in the world who don't get angry at pet peeves? No. Like, but even do you think we could remove a maybe piece like of... one like Zen monk somewhere out there who's just like very practice in meditation yeah. and letting stuff. He's always kind of like having like a light high going. Oh, it's a he, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Only a man. No, it's a he. I like how. I like how. You know, what you should. We should do a. Uh, you should just be. We should have a character called Woke Dom, where you should just wait for me to say anything and, and jump on genuinely, it. Genuinely, this is your acting skills. Genuinely play Woke Dom and be like, well, that's because you're pr-. like, don't do it. Wink. Don't wink at it. Okay. Like, be real yeah. Woke Dom. Oh god. But you don't have to right now. I just think it's funny. Yeah, I was gonna say, please don't make me do that right now. Um. And a couple things to preface it with, um, because I do feel like anger is just our brain's inability to process the current information in front of us. Huh, let me think about that. Anger, inability to process. Now, now you said you feel. You you didn't read read like a Malcolm Gladwell book that told you to say that, right? Yeah, so again, like if anybody prefaces something with they feel, immediately just wipe it away. What are you talking about? No, I want to know if you feel it or if you just... If I know if it. you're if you're reading good copy, yeah, I I don't have any Why scientific do you feel data to back this that up. That anger is when you you're saying when you get overwhelmed when you can't process any more information. No, like any anger, 
think about this. Okay, mm. so if you're in a good mood, chances mm. are you've had a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. you've eaten, mm-hmm. so you have like a certain amount of caloric intake to um, replenish your willpower. Uh, you're <laughs> going to be more tolerant of things that would otherwise irritate you if you didn't get a good night's sleep, yeah. if the weather is bad, if you're hungry. Yeah. So... Again, like we you took like a nice poo, everything yeah, went well. Yeah, you took a nice poo. Yeah, nice, like you're poo. not like yeah. yeah, you don't feel any social pressure because mm-hmm. like you're early for something or late for something. Yeah, you don't have to be anywhere. So, like maybe. these yeah. are all like the, one of the common misconceptions about willpower is the idea that like you could just draw on it at any time, which is not the case. You have a limited reserve of willpower throughout mm. the day. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, so it's like mo- the majority of snacking happens at the end of the day. Like any kind of like uh, faux pas happens at the end of the day. People are drunk and it's late at night. But, but but anger though. So what? You... But anger. So I feel like again, like anger pulls from these uh, sources that we have inside of us. So if you are already low hmm. on any of these things that your brain's using to process and burn through, the result is anger. Is irritability just another form of anger? Is it like the same place? I feel I'm irritable. Like it I'm is. angry. Yeah. I you know I I tend to agree with you actually because there's times where I'll snap, and um, I'm a perfect person by the way. But there is actually times where I'll snap, and yeah. uh, it's usually when I'm thinking about something else, doing something that's kind of needs a lot of focus, and there's an other stimulus or expectations coming in that need to be. Like, right. It's literally like I only have a certain amount of bandwidth, and it, I'm trying to process too much, and I just have like a fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like what? So is that? That's how I thought about what you said. Do you think that that's what everyone feels when they feel anger? Or they, what if they're yeah. just angry about a specific thing? You know, they're just like, emotional. angry. Yeah, maybe we should have defined anger. Yeah, because maybe, because uh, there's emotional anger and then there's also anger, or is all anger, anger? <laughs> Yeah. Well, what I just described felt like a snapping. It yeah. didn't feel like. You've reached your limit. Like yeah, say somebody did something to piss me off and I'm pissed off for a week or longer. Yeah, because every time you poke that thought, it's like, wow, you're immediately red. But that, what was the first definition you said that, you know, you feel like anger is, do you remember kind of what you said? Yeah, I have it written down. Oh, perfect. Anger is, let's see, I specifically wrote, uh, ask Rob if we can agree that the reason these things irritate us is because our brains don't have the capacity to process them as events in an efficient way. Um, no, I like being angry. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, but I think I what you like just... I don't like being content. But what you... So, no, it's a luxury. Um, but what you just said, there is, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah, but um, think about how you're dealing with that anger. It's like, are you like, have you lost control, or do you kind of like look at it from like a third person point of view and be like, interesting. Rob is angry right now. Hmm. So I try to divorce both. myself from it in that way. Yeah, it's I like do both. I like to play with anger. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, because a lot of times I inspect it and I get to be the like the person who's like, okay, I'm good. I've broken it down, and I feel fine about it. And then I'll stop thinking about it, and it'll immediately bubble back to the surface, and I'll be really? like, and another thing! Yeah. Yeah, that's that kinda, guy. That's probably like our primal human brain. You know what, like the... Yeah, the reptile brain, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. No, no, for sure. Yeah, the amygdala. One quick thing. Yeah. No make... Just a rule. No making jokes hmm. about the pet peeve. Like, if somebody's like, my pet peeve is being interrupted. Here's another thing that I, that I would ask you not to do. Don't set rules on me for anything ever. Okay. It doesn't work. That's, that's a pet peeve of mine. Redacted. Like, All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk but, but don't, and, and make sure. And I don't want you to. I'm out. No, no rules. There's n- <laughs> no rules ever for me, ever. I'm a decent enough person to be respectful. 
and you know, so you don't have to okay. lay a groundwork for me. I have a good story about that too. Okay, wait. So here, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'll shut up. God, we're insufferable. I think the only people who listen to this podcast are me three times, you <laughs> and Sarah, not yeah. Holly, which my partner totally respect that choice, and Clint on and off, depending on what yeah. he's doing. I could check the numbers, but they're abysmal, so I don't. Um, I would say uh, actors that sigh. Oh, man. I was watching, um, oh, what's the name of that it's show? such a specific one. Yeah, I'll get great. into it. Great. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about, Yeah, okay, good. No, I was watching. This is a great show. Too. Well, I wouldn't say great. This is a show that I like certain people oh, on, no, and don't. I have a love-hate with it. It is on Netflix. I can't remember. Oh. It's um, okay. Asian uh, Grocery Store. Oh, Kim's Convenience. Uh, Kim, Kim's Convenience, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, I love the parents, but there's something about that actress who plays Janet. And okay. I have no problem with her. She's she's yeah. fine. But there's a lot of times in scenes where she'll show that she's upset or affected, and she's either making an acting choice or maybe being pushed by the director to go a certain way. Well, she'll yeah. go, ah, fine. Ah, like, kind of almost eye-rolly, like, ah, whatever. I, If you want. Really? <laughs> okay, yeah, but so as an actor... What are your opinions on that? I'd love to know because that's something I would, if I'm directing, I would almost ask my actors, just don't do that, please. Or I, I actually consider it bad acting. Am I wrong to do that? I, no, you're not wrong to do that because oh, there is there oh. is a dangerous pitfall in using something as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Can I just say too, but for people who Dom is actually a talented actor, it's worth asking him. I am not. So yeah, no, I'm not giving you a comment. It's fucking true. So don't don't. <laughs> Take that as a comment. So it's worth asking you. Because okay. people will be like, why is, who, I don't give a it's fuck. Like, who is this guy? Dom, yeah. Dom's opinion Google on Google Dom Luongo nudes and click image search on Google and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, so there's a, there's obviously the dangerous pitfall of using something too much. Oh, like relying on, uh, what is that called in acting? Like a, a, a we could just call it a crutch for a lack crutch? of a better okay. term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. there's nothing wrong with it yeah. inherently. But if, your actor is doing that consistently and not because it's a character thing, but because that's how they kind of like get to the emotion. This is or, how, oh yeah, this is how I know to emote I'm frustrated. This thing, yeah. Yeah, okay. Then it's less experienced, somebody who doesn't yeah. have as many tools. But also it's it's kind of on the fault of the viewer. What do you mean? As well, uh, because we don't watch shows in the same way that we used to, which is like we get a week break and then the show's on again. We can just kind of binge something. Yeah. So, because I noticed uh, in Supernatural, the Sam character, um, Jared Padalecki or whatever. Is it, Sam the one um, with the hair parted down the center? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the one with the long hair who's like... Sure. Uh, freakishly tall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sammy! Dude! <laughs> Holly and I do that all the time. I don't watch the show, but I love doing that. Yeah. Um, so like Sam is Early always, on, yeah. he doesn't do it in the later seasons. Yeah. You could tell somebody must have pointed it out to him. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like he's using After it like 13 a seasons, he better be a good actor uh, or else, yeah. Oh my God, right? <laughs> or at um, least somewhat know what they're doing a set. Yeah. Uh, but he, he uses a tool. He uses too, the too triangle. Oh, the squinty forehead. Is that, is yeah. that, wait, that's literally called the triangle? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait, have you ever been like on a set, another, you're not on the scene, <laughs> and you're watching the, the monitor, and you're just like, look at this guy fucking... Yeah. Look, at, look at his triangle. His face. You can poke people in the but, face with that <laughs> needle. Look at that. Look at this motherfucker triangle like crazy. But uh, again, like tell an actor. Like, let me ask you this: How do you tell an actor, hey, person to person? Like you have to have the person has to respect you or vice versa. Yeah. To be able, do you ever do that? Do you ever try to help an actor be a better actor? Or not really? You're so yeah. focused on what you're doing. Is it generally after you're not on set? You're having conversations about the work. Oh, on set too. I mean, like. You know, usually I'll just do, like, a one-on-one. Like, I'll 
do like a quick take five. If I was doing that, so say I'm in a scene and I'm trying to be angry and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even do it. The squint, the triangle yeah. forehead squint. And after cut, yeah. Yeah, we're going to take five. Uh, you know, we're just, uh, we'll just take five. And everybody's kind of, what would you yeah. come up to me and say? Like, what would you do? If I'm, hey, Dominic, how you doing, man? That was tough. That scene is. Uh, so I noticed that you're starting to lean on one particular facial movement when it comes to looking upset. So I just want you to try wait, something wait, else. We're going to do two or three more takes. Okay. Really? What do you I mean? Wait, facial? What well, come over to monitor. I want to show you this. Okay. Because we've, we've, I've uh, anticipated this conversation. So I've made a little bit of a supercut. Don't feel okay. self-conscious. This is just to show you. So that's how you do it? That's what you're saying? You'd kind of, yeah. before you go up into supercut. <laughs> Another great example is when people are doing improv. Yeah. And people will kind of latch on to a phrase or something. They'll punctuate everything with, let's say, man. Like, yeah, man, and this man, and that man, and the, like, and it's like, okay, I see you don't do this a lot. So uh, I'm going to need you to just slow it down and just pay attention to yourself. Do you find you sigh ever? Just be honest. Do you ever? Oh, yeah. You've sighed. I sighed before. In, like cat on, sighs. In film. No, but like, I'm talking about a big sigh. Like, oh, okay. hey, are you going to be, you're not going to be there? And then cut to Dom, medium <sighs> shot. <sighs> no, I already told you, Diane. Do actors, do directors tell you to go further? Or do you start there like? Do you feel like you used to do that? Are I, you going to be self-conscious of it now if, if you do no, that? No, I, I can think of, I got a movie coming out in September that yeah. I have a very calculated sigh. And it's supposed to be for comic relief. It was me and uh, my um, girlfriend in the movie, my wife in real life, mm -hmm. playing opposite me, just had a huge argument. Oh, your wife and, and your girlfriend are in it. it? Yes. Okay. And... She she storms out after this huge fight, and I'm standing there with like a carton of milk. She just yelled at me for like drinking out of the carton of milk. Huge cliche. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And after she, I've like been yelled at in real life like, multiple times. Yeah, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, that, like, that's funny. Like, okay, right? okay, but that's very calculated. It's the punchline to the scene. Yeah, you're using you're using that tool correctly. Okay. Yeah. But never. Hmm. All right. So so uh, as someone who yeah. is an indie director, noticing that who's not an actor. That is something that could be a tool that people use too often. That is peeving me. Like, is yes. that a valid peeve? Should we have? Should, should we rule on peeve validity? Yeah. Okay. Like, so don't be nice to me. Is that a valid peeve? Hmm. We need a we need a ranking system here. <laughs> no, we're gonna like have a to ten break star out. ranking system. No, twenty one star from negative star. ten okay. zero to ten. <laughs> zero oh yeah, being zero neutral. being yeah. I like that. That's good. Okay. <laughs> So I'll put it at like a five. So that would be sixteen stars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Starting in negative. So sixteen 10. stars. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Do Do you have anything? I don't want to go. Have to go back and forth. All right. Here we go. Uh. You're not ready. If you're not ready soon, I'm gonna forgetting something. Okay. But your brain remembering that you've forgotten something. Re your brain remembering. I've never done that. I guarantee you have. Okay. I guarantee everybody has had that point where they're like. I'm forgetting something. Uh -huh. And your brain remembers the fact that there is oh. a thing that your brain was uh -huh. trying to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened in our conversation. You were like, I was saying something. What was I saying? But isn't you that don't just forgetting something? Or you're rem But remembering that you're forgetting something meant that you would have forgotten it for the second time, no? In a way, yes. So you oh. you forgot the details, but you remember that there was something that you were supposed to know. Like the, the yeah. you walk into a room and you're like, why was I here? Exactly. So th that drives me insane because it's mm -hmm. like, why can't my brain work on the level where if I remember that there was a thing I was supposed to remember, fill in the details, that brain. That is a peeve. That is, you know, right? that is a valid, that's a valid peeve. I'm angry but, at my own brain, essentially. It's but, like, it's a faulty 
it, you wiring. Be, it's it's a it's a dangerous peeve to let peeve seed to let grow though because because <laughs> you're it's you're you can work on it but it right. is your natural state it's like saying um it's like expecting a cat not to want to jump and pounce it's like you can tr- you know what i'm saying it, it's just what yeah. your brain does your brain you'll be walking and thinking about something else you can do about get a better handle of that you can live more consci- conscientiously consciously oh, yes but but so when you're peeved are you peeved that it actually is a thing that can happen or are you peeved that it that only when it happens okay i'm like come on brain you you can't do the rest of the lifting. You're the only one who knows that information. I go more with like, what am I? Oh, like, what am I, a fucking idiot? What was it? <laughs> so you get more angry, and I have more humility in that moment than you. Still, valid peeve in my opinion. Yeah, I do want to point out because I brought up the biological function of size. When did you do that? When we were talking about size and whether or not they're inherent, like, because you were saying, like, I don't really sigh in the way that this character oh, sighs. S i z e. I thought you meant. Oh, <laughs> you must have been like, Rob is. I don't even know who he is right now. You literally just spent fifteen minutes talking about sighing. I thought you meant size. Yeah, sorry. That was a. That was an enunciation That's my fault. That's on my, fault. my part. You know, it's pet peeve of mine of yours. Not enunciation. That you're too um, nice. So you when I, but you were saying talking about size. I yeah. just yeah. Sighing is resetting your heart rate. Biologically, it does. Yeah. How do you know? It's an involuntary. Are you just assu- are you being like yeah that no, sounds I've right? I read that. Oh, in you a book. read it in yes. a book. Okay. Yeah. Well, that I that's a little <laughs> more valid then. Um, you know what peeves me actually? This mm. is impromptu. Having to go one back and forth one at a time. It's very how the human brain thinks the world should be. Very fair. Very it's RPG. Trying to, trying to make order of a world that is not ordered. If you want to do two, if I, I don't want to have any respect for any kind of uh, structure of the podcast yeah, in general yeah, as, or this segment. Like anti-structure today. Yeah, so that's one of my pet peeves, but that, and that counts as one of mine, and to, to make that point even more, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I, I'm going to pe- put that right at a zero. Okay. Oh, like you, you're going to use my 20, the I like, 21? I like structure. A, a zero is an 11 stars. Yes. Um, people who say just a theory when they're disputing scientific facts. Well, it's just a theory. Even people I respect who I then explain what a theory is. Okay, well, you mean germ theory? Theory of relativity? (laughs) Gravitational theory? Like, what? I love it when people then challenge. It's like, the word you said, please define it for me. I love that argument What do you back. mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, oh, define theory? Yeah, because it's like, that's the quickest the, way to shut the them whole, down. Well, but the whole problem, they can never concede that. Because exactly, the argument, the, the, when you understand what theory means in a science, that means something different. Yeah. It's not like, hmm, the washing machine isn't getting power. I have a theory. No. Theories have been like, the world has given us information. We've right. done objective tests on that. And yeah. Peer-reviewed. Theory, yeah, peer-reviewed. Like, the whole <laughs> like, idea of a peer review. Yeah. Like, you never hear anyone who's anti-science. <laughs> they don't even know what peer review is. I don't yeah, mean to... Yeah, I don't want to get into the whole yeah. science thing. But Ooh, people, liberals people talking about science. see my face when you said uh, the original phrase. Just a theory? Yeah, yeah. you really... I I feel like hard. I... It wasn't sexual, but, like, it was sexual adjacent. Like, it was coming adjacent. <laughs> I just made you come. Like, Not really. There like, was no... Yeah. I, it was It was a non-sexual ejaculation. A visceral response. Saw. Yeah, it was yeah. visceral. That's a little bit more tasteful way to say I just made Dom <laughs> come in a dark basement one-on-one. Yeah, so just a theory, people. So the point is, I don't hate those people, um, but it's when they say just a theory, they need to understand what scientific theory really is. I don't want to get into big thing, because right. who wants to hear us talking about scientific theories? I'm going to do one more. Porn being free. Uh, the reason it peeves me has mm. nothing to do with the pornography. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a big porn person. You've never seen any 
nude images on the internet yourself. I know, right? Yeah, no. But what I'm what I mean is, in our lifetime, porn became free on yeah. the internet. Here's the why it peeves me. There used to be production value in porn. There used to be a boom mic operator in porn. Now anyone with a laptop is making or or a can or their iPhone is making porn. Ooh, you got iMovie in an iPhone, and you're willing to take out your naughty bits. Yeah, that's not that. No, again, being back to the snob thing, our kind of bad thing. We should do. I should do our kind of our kind of bad porn. Like this is horrible (laughs) production value. Oh my god. I just you know maybe it's good because I can't get into mm. porn because the production value is too low. Like even if you pay, even on sets where like you're paying, like I I need a soft light. You know, like I need some. Well, let's get some negative fill in here. You know, let's get a backlight. Should I be paying for my porn? Do you pay for porn? (sighs) I've looked at porn in like ten years. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, everything follows you on the internet. What do you mean? Oh, so if I, so what? Then I'm going to be advertised, you know, like whatever your kink is. Like, yeah, you, like you get you're my phone, and you're on Facebook. Or that, like, you're like, wow, there's a lot of feet ads here, like, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I okay. So uh, there's a great documentary porn 2.0 that I uh, suggest oh. that you watch uh, to get like an. Is eye it on, old? Like, is the, it, do you think it's streaming? Is it? Uh, it's maybe like ten years old at this porn point. Porn 2.0. Yeah. So they explore uh, what it's like being in porn in the age of the internet and there's this one studio out in san francisco i want to say i don't know it's been a while since i've watched the documentary Mm -hmm. where they still talk about like the taboo of like being in porn even if you're just a camera operator but if you're all in the industry it's taboo exactly yeah Yeah. like because you can't put that on your resume even though it's legit camera work but they take care of their people in terms of, like, this camera operator talked about, like, how he ended up taking it despite the taboo because it was a solid salary and he had health care and regular nine to five days. Oh, it was I never very about... structured like a business. And this was is this newer or is this back in the day where porn was more produced? Well, there's that aspect of it, too. But, I mean, like, we're talking about now, like, porn as an industry in the early days of the Internet. Okay. And then... Like, I didn't know where in the timeline yeah, like, of porn you were talking about. Yeah. and But okay. the thing... What's interesting is that because of the taboo, they know they need to make these offerings to the people, like, camera operators or people on camera to attract them because otherwise they're not going to want to. I mean, However, they, have to, they have to make it worth. They have to financially exactly, make it worth my while. Yeah. Exactly. There's that. If I'm going to be in a industry, you need to tip. Yeah, yeah. Where like I'm going to have like a 10 year gap on my resume because I can't put it on there because then no one will hire me. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I can re- respect that. It and is kind of. It, I'd like to watch that documentary. Yeah, I would like to get their take on it because so the thing we that have I do them on like. The pod. Should, yeah, call them up. <laughs> uh, so. I do like the idea of putting it in the hands of the people who are doing the performing, whose faces are attached to the project. You're saying the people or who are porn a- actors or sex workers. Yeah, is that a sex they, worker? That's all encompassing. Yeah. But specifically, so, they should be paid a lot, is what you're saying? Well, it's putting them in the driver's seat. So let's say you're a person who sets up an OnlyFans account. Okay. Yeah. Now you are in control of your schedule. Yeah. How hard you want to work, and you're getting all the money, whereas before you had to deal with a company, like the company that I was talking about is obviously a good company. They're taking care of their people, they're creating solid productions, and they're putting out content. Whereas like before you had like these skeezy porn directors, and the the idea of like a casting couch comes from Mm. that industry, and then that gets paired with the studio system. And so on and so forth. So you kind of weed that out and you give power back to the people. So you're saying that there is, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that there is good in it. Yeah. But this is such an arrogant thing. 
is that I hate the commoditization of por- commoditization of porn and the fact that you can get porn for free because the production value of porn is gone. That's true. Because OnlyFans isn't free. You have to. Pay for it. Some people have free OnlyFans. But point is, is you can yeah, go right. on the internet and fr- find free pornography. You can type it into the search box, whatever you want to see. Right. Probably anything you want. Yeah. I'm assuming there's anything. Um, I don't know. But I, what I realized when you're answering that is that we've already had this argument. I've already expressed this oh, really? on this podcast. Because what it is, is low production value, I can't stand, is essentially the same idea. This is what it stemmed from. Is that oh, the fact okay. that everyone can get a camera now. Yeah, the cra- that craft is gone. But didn't you also say that you should just you should just go out and do it? Sure, just don't make me don't watch don't it. but don't just, no no just don't, <laughs> don't throw expect it. Anybody just, to watch it? No no no, <laughs> just don't throw it into like the actual craft. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you had a beautiful lake, it was you know all these houses. There was a a community around right. it. That they had all these rules, and then you're like, well. The state just opened up the other side, and anyone can move in there, and they can. They're jet skis. Or go jet skiing in another lake. Don't don't sully, you know, the production value of the industry as a whole and everyone that has access to. Don't mix it in. Amateur stuff. It's not amateur <laughs> porn, but you know, like people who are not professionals, right? Uh, in production, making things. Don't. I like the wall. I like that there was a wall back in the day. I guess of like the Hollywood studio system. There's value the, in that. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, hmm. I'm willing to go pay money and go to a theater to watch porn if it's good enough. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> that was a movie. I wonder okay. if those uh, still exist. Porn. Th- I was that. That was a real thing. Are you talking like a live sex yeah, show? Or are you talking like to go see pornography in a Paul movie Paul Rubin, Rubin's got in trouble for being seen coming out of one. I feel like it gets exaggerated. Oh, was that like, what it was? I, say, I thought I, he was just like spanking it to just like you know a pg-13 movie with jackie chan or something <laughs> no, no i thought he was like seen coming out of one of those theaters or something or like maybe they caught him actually in there i don't know if he was so actually let me exposed. ask you because you seem to know a lot about this are you saying that there are you saying like Should we look at paul rubens no 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 are you saying like um people would go to movie theaters i never re- i'm just having a realization so if you want to watch pornography it was before like people had vcrs and stuff you would have to go to a movie theater and sit with people and watch it or would like yeah. do they have like you go in and you have your own tv like and watch recorded... they might have private rooms but they probably also have just like the gallery where everybody has to sit there and watch it can i take time. back that that's a peeve of mine because yeah can you imagine like before porn was accessible to be able to have it <laughs> i don't know I don't it's know. a delicate double-edged sword access to pornography that we have today versus the way that it sullies the overall production value of what we do have access we're never going to get another pirates is what you're saying what like the most expensive porn production of all time you're talking about not pirates of the caribbean but that's what inspired it obviously because they kind of latch on to like whatever's popular at the time in the same way knockoff toys do okay this like and And that is your point or was there a point to that bringing that up that you're talking about porn production isn't mm. what it used to be, but mm-hmm. you're not bringing up the movie that oh, you is mean known I... for having. You know what you're doing now? What you're doing now is if like I have an opinion, but like you're more well read, and so you just totally like cite a source to be like, well, you're a, you're, you're you're writing me off. Like, well, you don't know enough to even have a conversation about this. <laughs> well, you're appealing I... to authority, is what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. There we go. So I, I just assumed if you're going to complain about something, you've looked into it. No. Um, I just want to be upset, damn it. Another pet peeve of mine is middle-aged women. 
No, not all middle-aged women, but um, just kind of like you said it at like you know, eat, Sorry. pray, love, or you know those signs that yeah, say so like, like peace, you're, love. You're ang- it's a culture, then you're like, let's like, what's with the hair? It, it looks, it's like frozen in place. It's kind of like, you know, what is that? The middle-aged woman hair. This mm. is nice. I would go there. It's kind of like a little afraid of minorities and like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? No. I don't know. I, I, have know no... I know exactly what you're saying, but let's let's call it what it is. It's not middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. It's a specific culture. Okay. It's a suburban culture. It's the uh... talking Karens. Yeah, which I hate I... the fact that... that that no one can be named Karen now. You know, it's Karen. Un... It's people unfair. naming their daughters Karen has probably dropped. Plummeted. Yeah, it's completely unfair. It's like stop painting with such broad strokes and point at broad the strokes. Culture. That was a good porn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And look at the... No, yeah. Well, I like to paint with broad strokes because I yeah. honestly don't mean it. I know white women who are considered considered middle-aged. I don't ever, like, yeah. I don't like... I don't like white men. I don't like old white men. You know, like... You know what I'm saying? So, like... But the thing is, I'm going to be an old white guy. I know old white guys. But what I'm saying... I'm just... This is... Yeah. I'm I just want people silly. to zero in. Saying, yeah. Yeah. No silliness. This is very serious. <laughs> when does middle age start? Am I... I, I guess, when do people die? People die... It's like it used to be like seventy two was the average, but I think it's higher now. Yeah, for like seventies, eighties. Men, it was so like sixties, seventies, and then women, it's like seventies, eighties. Oh, God, I have to update this. Old, then old women, no, because the old women to me are like, oh, Robert, want to wear those original? They're all right in my book, right? So then, people between, hello, Robert, want to wear those original? <laughs> and my age, like ten years older than me, white women in their late fifties. There you go. Not a fan of you. If you're listening to the pod, please stop listening. Well, I say I'm going to challenge that though. Please do. Like, so, not a peeve, not a valid peeve. Only if you specifically zero in on a culture. Not going to do it. I'll accept a peeve. Well, okay. No, yeah. So, what's your culture point? Seems like you have something you want to really get into there to explain what you mean. Okay. <laughs> so, a white woman of that age at Burning Man. Okay. <laughs> now that's something. I know six dollars for water. Ugh. <laughs> white women. <laughs> I don't hate middle-aged white women, just some of the, but not culture, like, some of the things they say. <laughs> the food at this restaurant is terrible, I know, and in such small portions. Yeah, that's, but that's now getting older. Do you think they're breeding that out? Do you think, like, that's going to go away, or do you think no. that always, that's staying here forever? Well, I mean, like, you see a, a, an updated evolution of that haircut in women our age, and it's a tribal signifier. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to really just break it down to, like, okay. bio, biology and semiotics, but... I kind of am because I'm saying, like, it's a specific culture. Can you not use words like that as much, please? Biology? No, semiotics. Just, like, keep the syllables low. Signifier? You can say what you mean. You don't have to use big words to express that. Is there... Okay, give me a synonym for... For semiotics? Yes. Using one eye instead of two. You're semiotic. (laughs) That's semi-optic. Oh, okay. (laughs) Eye patch wearing people, mm-hmm. but I'm, what I'm saying is that there's something within that culture that bothers you. Yeah, and that's the thing that bothers you, not the person themselves. I think it's like maybe it's the matriarchy. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, because when I hear the word matriarchy and patriarchy, I don't think of like male or female empowerment. I think of ignorance, um, privilege, and authority again. Authority. We both shirk authority any chance we get. But that, but that maybe in a female, an older female, 
I did say white, in like white. Oh yeah, you said women. yeah, but I mean, like I get what you're driving at. You're Why driving is it only white women? Idea. It's only white women, though, right? We're talking about like you not. Lit- no, he's for the most part. Oh, talking about race. He's you gotta go. Tom's got. Well, what do you got there? Muffins. Oh great! Is that a uh, is that a vegan? It is actually a gluten free. Yes. I stopped doing bread for a couple days. I felt great. Really? Yeah. Is bread the most? Are we not made to eat bread? Like, do you, or some people are, some people aren't. It's your microbiota. Yeah, I, I get. Sometimes I'll do like a clear diet, or I'll kind of like not uh, eat as much sugar and stuff. Let me ask you mm. this: This is really. I get all my information from you. Um, <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I do this podcast to hang out and for you to really just tell me things about the world. Um, microbiome: Are there certain right. bacteria that like certain things that are bad for you? Like, sir, yes. so if I always was eating Snicker, Snickers bars and Coca Cola, that would. Try to that would drive my microbiome and drive my then brain to want to eat that more because it wants yeah. to survive. So wait, does what you want to eat essentially is it dictated by what your microbiome wants? In a way, yes. Is it, so it's essentially there's, a symbiote controlling you. It's the majority of you. There is more bacteria in your body than there is DNA. So when I want to eat sugar a lot, it is not just because I love sugar. It could be that the what's cultivating in my gut yes. needs sugar to survive. They just like it. Oh, they just okay. Like so it. imagine, I mean, like there's millions upon billions of bacteria mm-hmm. all over your body, in your gut. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeding it fats and sugars, there's the bacteria that respond to that. There's bacteria, viruses, all sorts of. Would you say like there. some thrive, whereas some they thrive do better or worse? Yeah, okay. because they want to do the same things that we want to do. They want to survive. They want to procreate. When you're eating a lot of like uh, high fat, high sugar stuff, you're feeding that bacteria. The rest of the bacteria doesn't eat that, so it's starving. Oh, they literally don't eat it. Dying off. Yeah, they don't eat it. There's different bacteria feeds on different stuff. Interesting. So, so when, when, it's, mean, when it's so there's no such thing really as good or bad bacteria. It's only good or bad in reference to like what makes us healthy or not. Exactly. You need you need to strike a balance. Think of it as oh. like a U-shaped curve. So all one thing. You know, you're you're bad. All the other thing, you're also bad. You got to strike the balance, which is so annoying because it's such a new agey thing to say, but it's true. No, no, no. But this is the people probably talk about gut bio. Like this is I know people are selling all kinds of wares and snake oil about it. But oh, yeah, which it's I I, firsthand I've tried like, all right, I'm not going to eat gluten or sugar like for a couple days. And like I literally felt different and I didn't have a craving as much like. So it wants to, you to eat it to survive. Yeah, like because you could feed those ones so they become the majority of the population within your stomach, and then they're asking for more of that stuff. And this is a, a pitfall that somebody could fall in. Is uh, And then you're going to be like... sick, and you're going to have weird shits and, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, because like now you have an overgrowth of like a certain type of bacteria in your gut that's demanding McDonald's. Where does bacteria come from? It's just when you, it's everywhere, so it just gets into your system, digest system when you eat anything or touch anything, right? Yeah, or breathe? I mean, okay. yeah. So... Um, Whatchamacallit. Yeah, it's it's on your skin, it's on everything. Hmm. Yes, that's where a lot of the bacteria comes from. Like it starts as soon as you come out of the womb. As soon as you come out of your mother's vagina mm-hmm. or your father's you've or your father's, yeah. you get that bacteria on you. I've heard people actually put other people's poop in their body. Yeah. Yeah. To get good poop bacteria like microbiome yeah. bacteria. That's, a, that's another thing. I'll tell you a story about that. Um, after so I get like a really horrible bacteria in my biome and like sneak in and squeeze some of my poop into your butt. Yeah. 
Okay, here's a, here's a okay, last thing on this, which is so insane. This is a branch of espionage that uh, I didn't know existed until I started looking into this, mm-hmm. but poop espionage. What do you mean? So you can tell a lot about somebody by their poop. You could tell their stress levels, mm-hmm. if they're sick. Um, if they've had corn. Typically, like, world leaders will have their poop, like, sent to a separate facility so nobody can get their hands on it. What? Yeah. The, like, the leader of, like, North Korea has a specific, like, poop box that, like, if he needs to, like, travel Why? Because they would know like, his health or they would know... Yeah. They would know his health and they would know a whole bunch of stuff about him. His allergies... Oh, yeah, like, asparagus. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be the pee box. Like, would you keep pee uh, in a box? Yes. A bag? A test tube? Probably a bag. Okay. Uh, should I read off some of my pet peeves? Sure. All right. Jump in, because I'm, yeah. Uh, littering. Littering, pet peeve, valid. I think the peeve count, too, is you're, you have more valid peeves so far than I do. Well, it's tough to think about it, because I'm like... <sighs> oh, I've got more valid peeves. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if any of ours cross over. Okay, people who stop to chat in the grocery store blocking the aisle. Oh, totally valid, Peeve. People basically who just suck at being con- who just aren't even conscious of, like, <laughs> the fact that we're all jammed together in an aisle. Like, let their cart not sit optimally. Like, get that shit to the side. We're essentially on a road. Yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting is that we wouldn't be angry if, like, a dog did that. If a dog stopped? In yeah. The gross- no, because everyone, because it's a dog. Doesn't right? follow yeah. the same rules. Ah, to be a dog. Right? But I feel like there's a there's something in there that I don't know what I want to get into. I want to get more of these peeves. You know, I, I got to say, no, there wasn't something more in there. Oh, there the, totally was. The dog thing? Yeah. Yeah. We're like, well, okay, it's a dog. It doesn't know any better. So, yeah, or, like, it doesn't know anybody. It's not trying better. to harm anybody. So are you saying, like, some people maybe are just <laughs> oblivious to being aware? Yeah. And they can't help it? Yeah. They're not doing it to hurt you. But still, it, they're human. I have a right, more of a right than on a dog. A dog, it's like, well, I mean, it's a fucking dog. Yeah. Here's the way the scenario should play out, though. Mm-hmm. You walk up to those people and you just say, excuse me. And then that's it. You don't need to get upset. You don't need to look see, at that and get irritated. See, but but you know, okay. here's where the irritation should come in. Okay. If you say, excuse me, and they roll their eyes at you, that's oh, that, where you're allowed to get upset, in my opinion. I think you should be opinion. able to just... Everyone <laughs> just grabs right that person them. and just literally beats them to death outside of the front <laughs> Like, I'm not even being, like, hyperbolic. Like, valid pet peeve. Okay. Mine is um, people who don't use a blinker in traffic. I th- I was driving today, and a guy, I'm in two lanes, and I'm getting off the highway on the right. Guy comes from the left lane, no blinker, through cars, right in front of me, and then off the off-ramp. I literally want to have their car stop and just grab them by the neck, pull them out of their car while they struggle... And just slowly squeeze until their head pops up. Like I, I want their car to this flip is over. Seated. Oh God, it's one of my biggest things. I want their car to flip over like Jerry Bruckheimer style. Just explosions and fire. <laughs> I would feel nothing, nothing. Even though they're like, please, I didn't mean to. Please, nope. One less of you motherfuckers on the road getting in front of me, getting in front of my eye lines when I'm trying to take a left onto a like a four lane. Right. People die but- every day. You have shown me that you. Don't belong amongst us. Well, the thing is, like, I categorize that different than the two people blocking the aisle. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a totally different thing. But okay, it made yeah, me think because, of it because I... Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like aisles and there's a vehicle involved. Yeah, if it, it, it was a um, a gradient there on the... Because you're being not only disrespectful, but, like, that you're endangering people's lives. Yeah. You're not respecting the rules, not of the road, but the rules of the road that we've all, dis- we've all decided we're going to follow. And it's also an yeah. arrogance, too. 
that um, and it's, I'm not even going to... Yeah, seeming more important than other people. Yeah, or I don't have to follow the rules. Like, look, everyone yeah. wants to be Neo, but that's just a movie. You do that shit in your own time. You know, like, you're out in the real world, Neo would never do that, though. That's the thing. It's like, these people... He might if, if he's trying to save Matrix. Trinity. And plus, also, we're in the Matrix then, so right, there's right, no consequence. But the point is, it's still made. <laughs> if I'm going to fucking follow valid rules, then... And I... Why, am I being made to? Why aren't, mm. why aren't you? And I have friends who don't do this. I, yeah, that really that really peeves me. And I don't mean to be like an old person, but if you don't use your blinker and you're listening to this, fuck you. Please start using your blinker. What is that, a meteor? Live tweet your suicide so I can like it. <laughs>